All right. For today's episode of Slinging It with QB Velocity number two, we are joined by Robert Turbin. Uh, Robert's a former NFL running back, currently he's played in the, the FCF, who's a, a fourth-round pick, played at Utah State. Robert, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Robert's also a Super Bowl champion, um, you know, he's played for multiple teams throughout the NFL, and all of a sudden, last night, last night he makes his his debut in the Fan Control Football League. So, Robert, what made you want to come out and play in the FCF? Uh, I love football. I want to continue to play. Uh, you know, the last couple of years of my career, you know, didn't go uh, the way that, you know, I would have liked it to. And that's just kind of part of it, right? You know, a lot of us athletes kind of, uh, go through some of those, um, you know, down years per se, for lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just trying to find creative ways to, uh, continue my career. You know, I feel like I can still contribute to an NFL team an NFL roster. And, uh, I certainly, um, you know, feel like I still have a lot of game left in me. I work very hard, uh, you know, on a daily basis and have done, you know, pretty much everything I, that I, that I possibly could do on my part uh, to get another opportunity. And it didn't transpire in 2020. It happened at the end of the year uh, in 2019, but didn't really get any opportunities to carry the rock or anything like that, right. Or make an impact. Uh, and so, you know, coming playing in a fan control football league, I thought would be, um, you know, a creative way to do a couple of things. Number one, obviously get film in pads, you know, hitting guys in, in, a, in a, you know, in a game environment and uh, go out there and, and making some plays. And then uh, on the other hand, uh, uh, a business of mine or two, even to uh, partner with this league and, and create some sort of sponsorship and stuff like that, where we can all eat. And so uh, it's, uh, I thought it'd be a good opportunity all the way around. Yeah, hundred percent. We were talking a little about the league uh, off there. So where where do you see this league kind of ending up? Uh, maybe next year, two years. Say that, say that again. Where do you all where do you ultimately see the the FCF kind of ending up um, as as a league and kind of as as a business? Man, I think it's going to do nothing but grow. I mean, if you think about where the world is going, you know, as it pertains to virtual and Twitch, right? online and e you know e-games and stuff like that right uh and having a, a league where the the fans are in control uh it's different you know it's out it's outside of the box uh and so i i, I foresee the the league continuing to grow uh, and uh you know it does create opportunities you know for young players or really any player um to have an opportunity at the next level whether it be nfl cfl you know etc and so when you have a combination of that, where you're allowing guys to uh, build their own brands in any way that they want, I mean, mm -hmm. like the gloves that we wear uh, is owned by a company, by one of the players here, you know, he, he's the one that makes these gloves. So the, you know, you have creative opportunities like that for players. Then obviously there's the football aspect of it where you have, you know, NFL scouts coming, CFL scouts coming, you know, being, being able to watch these guys practice and work out, do some of the drills and obviously watch the tape uh, to play in the game, which is really where you're able to, to uh, establish your resume. It's uh, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity, you know, they've been able to create this bubble. You know, we saw the other leagues, the AAF, uh, yeah, 
you know, wasn't all, it was going really, really well. Uh, but they had to shut down their season as well. Similarly uh, to the AAF, you know, due to COVID and everything like that. But guys still got an opportunity from from that league. Uh, but then you come to the SF, the excuse me, the FCF. They've been able to establish a bubble. Um, they've been able to establish, you know, a, a minimal amount of guys uh, to stay here and be committed and follow the protocols and everything like that. They're giving we're getting COVID tests every other day downstairs in the lobby in the mornings you know they've got the weight room set up the kitchen everything like that uh it's so organized and so you know that's why this league compared to the other leagues have been able to uh finish the season and i'm sure you know as they were putting this together they were learning right along the way they were watching the af the xfl and seeing some of the mistakes that they made perhaps right and they're like okay well we go into it Here's something that we can do different so we don't make those same mistakes. And so, you know, we have that kind of uh, organization and, and guys, you know, who are, who are willing to, to learn and adjust and, and do things on the fly and stuff like that. It, it, it only, it only makes room for your league to grow. 100%. I, I feel and like, uh, yeah, like, I feel like it seems for a brand new league, like it seems incredibly well run. Yeah, no, it is. It is. And like I said, like, you know, there's some things they can iron out, you know, they don't have all the rules right ironed out yet. You know, they're changing the rules every week and you got guys changing teams, you know, every week. Uh, I, I don't know how, you know, how good or bad that is, you know, yeah. for the league. Um, uh, and so, you know, there's certainly some things that can be ironed out, uh, but for the most part, you know, I would agree with you. Um, it's, it's well run. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think that, I don't know what you think, but I think the NFL should really get their own true developmental league. Yeah, you know, well, the NFL is, it's so independent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, like you, we, we, you saw those reports, right? The CFL and the XFL are looking to partner. You yes. Know, like, they're doing that, yeah. right? They're doing that because they know that together they can do more, you know? Like yep. together they can they they can be more successful and more players can have opportunities. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and it, it just seems like the NFL is so like we're the NFL, you know? Like and it's just like yeah. they don't want to open their hearts up to like do stuff like that for whatever reason. You know, I I I, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it, but it's really disappointing that uh, that they wouldn't be willing to to partner with the XFL or the CFL or something like that and. And really get given give guys an opportunity, uh, especially in a year like this, a couple of years like this, right, where it's hard for young players to get opportunities. That's why a lot of them are here in the FCF, mm-hmm. you know, or veterans for that matter, right? Uh, yeah. To be able to create some sort of developmental uh, league for players. Hundred percent. Guys that get cut, you know, because of roster spots and things like that. I mean, a lot of these guys they go home and they train. But instead of going home and training, you could be playing football. Yep. You, know, you could be in the developmental league. And instead of calling a guy and having him work out and do drills that don't even tell you whether or not a guy can play football or not, you can actually see him playing football on film in the developmental league. And you can grab him from there, just like the NBA does. Exactly. It, would, it, would be, it would be better if they did that. But, you know, the NFL, there's something they're just – I mean, I don't want to, you know, talk too much shit about them, but, you know, <laughs> just, you know, 
your ability to see other guys and stuff like that. Like there's so many guys out there that can play ball and you really like, I don't know, when you put like, you put the microscope down on such a small area and stuff, like you're only looking at college football. And when you don't have that developmentally, like you really just, you're just closed minded on the fact that there's other guys out there that can make a difference in the league, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, they're, they, they, and that's a good way to put it, you know, just being closed minded, you know, and it's just almost like, you either make it or you don't so sure. cutthroat you know which is you know I, I get it you know some businesses are like that you know but when you're talking about sports you're talking about people who this is one in a lifetime I mean most careers you can do forever you know I mean you can you can be a dentist for a long time and make millions of dollars and etc you know other you can coach for a long time you know, and, and, and be very successful in, in, in a coaching career amongst other industries, man. But playing sports is such a small window. And why not, you know, why not open up your hearts, man, to provide every opportunity possible for these people to be able to succeed in that? Absolutely. Um, so with, the, like, the new acquisitions of, like, yourself and, like, Josh Gordon, uh, do you see the FCF like picking up any other NFL guys or any guys that like you think are going to make an appearance? Probably not this. I mean, we only got one game left, uh, yeah. but um, I could see it happening. I could see it start to happen uh, going into the next season and, uh, you know, in the future um, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, about creating opportunity, you know, and obviously for the, 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 the bigger the name, you know, that they can that they can bring to the league with different angles. Number one, uh, they get to feel what it's like to make critical calls on fourth down, you know, and uh, amongst other decisions, you know, when, when the when the when the field gets a little bit shorter and you're in the goal line, you don't have as much space to run uh, some of these plays that you would call. Uh, you know, back on like the 50 yard line or something like that, right? You get into the red zone, the goal line area. Uh, you know, that field is shorter, you know, you got to call some different plays, you know, and, uh, and then obviously, you know, they're, they're drafting players, you know, and getting to know players and things like that. And so they get, a, you know, somewhat of a business aspect uh, of the league. And obviously as a player, uh, just getting on, you know, social media, getting on Twitch and saying what's up and responding to DMs and app messages and things like that. I mean, it's, it's really cool. That's awesome. So uh, what's uh, what's the talent level like in the FCF and uh, who's uh, really stood out for you the most? Yeah. Uh, you know, the talent level, these guys work really hard. Um, you'd be surprised at how much talent there is here. Uh, these guys, man, um, you know, good speed and really competitive. You know, everybody's talking about who's the fastest guy, how, you know, they do these challenges, uh, you know, who, who can, you know, rep 225 the most and, and things like that. It's really a competitive environment that you really enjoy it. Uh, so, so some great competition and, and some great guys with a lot of great abilities uh, here. One of the guys that's, that have stood out to me is, is a wide receiver. What's his name? Andrew Jermaine. Andrew Jermaine. He stood out to me. And then also the other wide receiver, I think his name is Turf. The last name is, is it? Turpin. I think it's Turpin. Mm -hmm. uh, they yep. just call him Turf. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
a lot of grace and he, you know he he's he's like always open <laughs> he's like he's like nobody can guard him uh and then and then q um who's the who's the quarterback for the beast uh number nine stood out and one more guy too that just really took my eye yesterday was the quarterback for the i think it was the glaciers uh number three i can't i can't think of his name david, david pendel yeah yeah mm-hmm. that fool can play yeah mm-hmm. so, a lot of a lot of great talent here. A lot of great talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been definitely been an enjoyable league to to be able to watch, especially after with there being no NFL right now. Mm-hmm. So, so now bringing it back to um, when when you're coming out of college, so and heading into the NFL. So, what was your what was your pre-draft experience kind of like? I know it's different for each and every guy. So, what was what was your experience like? Yeah, it was crazy because, you know, I didn't have any experience. I didn't have anybody around me with any experience to kind of tell me how to prepare or anything like that. But it was an exciting time. It was one of the most exciting times of my life. Here I am. My dream is getting ready to come true. I'm getting ready for the draft and, uh, you know, getting ready for the combine. And so I was in Arizona training at the time and and, uh, preparing myself uh, for that and then, when that was done, you know, obviously, you know, went home and was just with my family and, and loved ones. And as we were kind of getting closer to the draft and getting prepared for it. And uh, it was just, it was a unique experience because it was just like, man, is this, you know, is this, is this really going to, is this going to come true right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you know, I ended up getting drafted the fourth round. Um, I remember like it was yesterday, you know, I mean, my, my dream really came true. You know, and uh, I was excited. There was a lot of emotion uh, that went on, you know, with that and uh, the full feeling and the effect that it had on my life, you know. Uh, but uh, I was happy, you know. It was one of the more happier times that I've ever had in my life, really. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget those moments. Mm-hmm, definitely. And coming from Utah State, you know, Utah State's not necessarily known for always having huge prospects, but, you know, during your time, it was you and Bobby Wagner. So with going through that, um, you two going through that together, do you feel like that was able to help uh, help each other out? Oh, sure. And Bobby's my bro, man. And, and so we definitely held each other to a very high standard. You know, we took on Utah State. Uh, we wanted to be the leaders of that football team and that, in that, in that, um, in that, you know, that program. And, uh, you know, we took it very seriously. We knew where we were at and what we were up against. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's why I went to Utah state. I wanted that challenge. I wanted to, the challenge of going to a school that hadn't had very much success and, uh, being a difference maker, uh, not, not falling into doing what everybody else does because it's college uh, but just being different, you know, setting a standard uh, so that we could, you know, make a change here in this program that we can flip this thing around and become a winning, a winning, uh, you know, program and have a tradition of winning. Um, and, you know, Bobby and I were of the same mindset uh, throughout our years at Utah State. And, you, you know, doing work that, that you do when nobody's watching you, when, when you're not supposed to be working, when it's not a scheduled workout, right, that makes you... So, um, you know, talking, talking about the kind of the, you know, yourself ended up making, obviously making the roster and, um, you know, so what, for you, what separated yourself?